0: Hello and welcome to Cosmetics. You're with Ella James and Caitlin Gregg and we're bringing to you conversations about cosmetic enhancements. So we're just currently in the waiting room. We've got the beautiful Cassiopeia joining us all the way from Denver, Colorado. Our first international Zoom guest. Zoom guest. And she's going to be talking through her experience with plastic surgery and what it's like to be a traveling patient as well as she actually went across to Mexico to have her work done so we won't give away too much just yet yeah. Just letting you know that we're just sitting here waiting um, we're excited to share this with you she's got some really interesting insights on her journey and it's definitely one that um, a lot of people out there sorry I just squashed a fly <laughs> a lot of people out there will be able to relate to so it's Hello and welcome to Cosmetics. I'm Ella James. And I'm Caitlin Gregg. And we're bringing to you conversations about cosmetic enhancements. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Cassiopeia. Well, my name
1: is Cassiopeia Medina, and I am just a woman who had a vision of losing weight and researched plastic
0: surgery and made it happen. And you're all the way from Colorado? Yes, the Mile High City. So you're our first international patient perspective. So thank you for joining in. What time is it for you right now? It is 8.44 PM Mountain <laughs> Time. Well, it's 12.44 here. We've been having a bit of difficulties trying to organize a time because it's so hard to find out when Sydney and Denver time can line up. So we understand you've been on a bit of a weight loss journey. Can you walk us through it? Um. Yeah. Basically,
1: I feel like a lot of women can relate to losing weight and getting it back, losing weight and getting it back. And that kind of has been my story for most of my life. And in 2019, I decided that I was going to lose it and keep it off. And with that said, with all the up and downs of the weight loss, my skin was no longer the same. And I had a personal trainer tell me one time, the fear of the skin, I would tell him, what am I going to do? And he goes, you worry about it when you get there. You worry about it when you get there. And that didn't work for me. So it wasn't until I was like, okay, I'm going to lose this weight and I'm going to have a plan before I lose the weight. So I just started researching plastic surgery for almost two years before I decided to do the weight loss and I researched and I got my surgery. Well, I actually booked my surgery date before I hit my goal weight.
0: So, yeah. Set the goal. And what was the procedure that you were looking at? Um, So,
1: technically, I'm not done. I have maybe two more rounds to do. But maybe it would fall under. I did a breast lift, breast augmentation, lipo 360 muscle repair, tummy tuck,
0: um, arm lipo, arm lift. Wow. And did you get that all done at the same time? Yes. I got all that
1: done November, 2019. So mm-hmm. I'm how many months out is
0: that? Is that five, six? Six, five, six months. Yeah. And just going back to the weight loss, could you tell us how much weight you have lost? So
1: with the weight gain, weight loss, I would say it would be like 170 in total. 170 pounds? 170 pounds, which I don't know what that is in kilos.
0: About oh my gosh. 77 kilos. I've just Googled it. Wow. Wow. Congratulations. Congratulations. (laughs) That's incredible. And if you could explain really the why behind your surgery, I know you have gotten a um, a lot into it, but could you just talk about it? Yeah. The reason why I
1: decided to have surgery was because after going up and down so much, my skin was no longer the same. It has stretched out pretty far. And I worked so hard at changing my lifestyle, my eating, my working out losing all this weight and for me to still look in the mirror and not see the body that I envisioned was hard, you know, or also seeing like I'm headed, I like Oh, I'm almost to my goal weight. And I knew my skin wouldn't bounce back. So I decided that I needed to, um, where there's a will, there's a way. And I decided to get surgery in Mexico, which is very like taboo. Some or <sighs> crazy to some people but that's why I took a lot of time to research before I chose my doctor and why did you make the decision to go to Mexico solely on the fact that I could not afford the USA Mm -hmm. because I need so much work then I still have probably two more rounds to go there is no sorry to interrupt what did you mean by two more rounds like So the first round is everything that I just mentioned. The second round is, um, I have to have my doctor fix some unwanted areas that occurred with this last procedure. And uh,
0: this other round will be, I need to still get a thigh lift. How old are you right now? Or how old were you when you had the surgery? I was 31
1: years old when I had my surgery and I just turned 32 in March, and I have no children as well. A lot of people ask that. Why are you having surgery before your children? Mm -hmm. And here's my thing, a lot of doctors, it's a form of opinion. Some doctors are like, no, don't do it. Obviously my doctor's okay with it. Do I want children? Yes. Do I want to be married? Yes. However, I don't know when that's gonna happen. So I'm not going to live in this body that is undesirable for one year, two year, five years until that happens. Or maybe that may never happen. And I just tell people, it's simple as I will get pregnant if that time comes and I will redo my surgery. Not a big deal to me. <laughs> so or or it might come down to the point to where I'll have my child and I'll have a little bit of excess skin, but maybe I'll be okay with it. Maybe I'll just leave it,
0: you know <laughs> it's interesting that you say that because this morning we actually went live with a surgeon that does the mummy makeover talking about the um surgery post having a child, yeah, he said it's still possible, but yeah, you just have to probably rehave what you've already had done if if obviously if you still desire it, and the good news, I guess about me entering a relationship is that something that.
1: I would just let my partner know like, Hey, after children, I'd like to redo this and you know, they'll be open. I don't, I guess I didn't see it as such a big deal. Like, Oh my gosh, you have to redo it. Like yeah. I make the skin I, I have after children um, or I'll redo it, but not, not a big deal to me at all. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Could you kind of walk us through start to finish consultations, then actually going to Mexico surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Just, Oh, So I just feel like it's so, so much. I mean, (laughs) it's a lot. But
1: when I decided I wanted to lose weight, I believe in life, we kind of all have filters. And so I kind of popped surgery. um, Surgery in another country for me was, I love documentaries. And I can't even remember the documentary now. But I was watching a documentary on Netflix of these women going to uh vietnam i believe or another country around that sort for plastic surgery and it was just filming their journey and i was like whoa i was like these women are crazy i was not gonna lie can i cuss on you (laughs) i was i was talking a lot of smack (laughs) about women i was like oh my goodness, they're flying all these miles away, getting faceless. And I was like, how crazy is that? Well, (laughs) I don't know if it was the universe, God, or now that the government tracks all our phones, but I was on Instagram one day and I just randomly clicked on this girl's live and she went live talking about her surgery that she had in California and then her surgery she had in Colombia and how both surgeries botched her, but she was going to determine to get them fixed. And then I was reading comments of girls were like, oh, you should have went to Mexico. And in my memory bank, have been to Mexico before. So I was like, oh, Mexico's not that far. And I just watched this documentary on all these women going to Vietnam. or <laughs> I um, started adding a bunch of girls asking questions like they would comment um about Mexico and since started from there, a lot of girls were like, Oh, I'll add you to this group, I'll add you to that group. So I started be- becoming friends with these women and I started interacting with these groups, surgery groups who, women, a bunch of women who go to Mexico. And I was just became obsessed every day after work. I would come home and read every post, every girl, every doctor. I started um, making a list of kind of the well-known doctors in the group. I started research asking my own questions like, how do you find a doctor in Mexico? How do you know it's a good doctor? And all the questions, all the research led one after another. And I befriended another girl and I was like, I narrowed my search down to I think three doctors. And I was like, these are the three doctors I think I might be interested in. And she was like, you've done very well for yourself. She goes, I've had eight different consultations in Mexico. And in your top three is the doctor I'm going to go to. And so I was like, whoa, thank you so much. I just decided I can do it. I was brave. Everyone around me was like, I start talking about surgery in Mexico. They're like, oh, haven't you watched Poch? Oh, Don't you know people die in Mexico? And I decided um, last year in June, I uh, had two consultations down in Mexico. I flew down there with a friend. And again, that's... In its own research, I didn't sh- fly straight down to Tijuana Mexico you in your research you find out that you fly into San Diego and you hire a driver and a driver this person you've never known before picks you up and, <laughs> from the airport and they drive you across Tijuana border into Tijuana. <laughs> To your doctors. (laughs) And like saying it out loud to people who never done it, like, of course, it's so sketchy and scary because you don't have a good association maybe with Tijuana, Mexico because of social media or TV. And I just flew to San Diego. I hired the doctor's driver. She picked me up and I had a consultation with him and one other and I flew home and I had my quotes and I sat with myself and I decided what doctor I wanted and I paid my deposit for that November and I would do more research on like where I would stay, what Airbnb, what is the recovery time, how long should I get off work and so on and so forth. And so I just started booking. I decided to stay in Airbnb. My parents thought I was so crazy, but the doctor actually required me to stay in Tijuana for two weeks after surgery. Mm -hmm. So my parents did fly to Tijuana with me for surgery and recovery, which was nice.
0: (laughs) That's very nice. Yeah, you need that support network. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And how was the surgery and how was the recovery? How did you feel? So... The truth
1: is I had a lot of complications after the surgery. I believe so much in energy and so much in people putting out vibes or energy that they don't necessarily know they're doing. So I had a lot of people not agree with me going to Mexico. And I feel like more people would rather be right than wrong. And as much as people said they love me, I think people would rather say if something bad happened to be like, I told you so. And so I don't even know how to express the feeling of surgery day. You, you literally are so excited beyond belief. And you're like, you work so hard and you're like, this is it. This is the moment that I have worked so hard for. And the doctor comes and they take photos of you and they mark your body up with all of their you know, markers. And they're like, you're like, Oh, and so they know what they're doing. <laughs> and I hugged my mother and father goodbye. And I didn't cry. I literally went in with like the biggest smile on my face. And I remember as the man is willing me into the OR, he's like, are you nervous? And I look up at him and I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> um, I was not nervous at all. So I go into the operation room and in Mexico, I didn't go under general anesthesia. I went under a block. So I believe that's where they do a block, uh, like an epidural. They block me and then put my mind to sleep. I woke up two times during my procedure. I believe my procedure was eight and a half hours long. Oh
0: my, God. oh my God.
1: Yes. So I woke up twice, but I don't really remember much. I just remember waking up and then they immediately put me back under Um, I come out of surgery pretty late, I'm pretty out of it. And I look and my parents are there and I just tell them to go home. They've been there all day, go eat. I'll sleep in the hospital, I'm under care, it's fine. So one of the um, side effects I believe is um, vomiting. So unfortunately, I was vomiting for almost 24 hours after surgery because that's just a side effect with the anesthesia and it was really hard because i just had so much work done to have to vomit like that was really hard on me yeah and i yeah i couldn't keep any food down um any liquids so they had to keep me extra nights and the doctor came in and told me that he believed that I bled too much because I actually wanted to have my legs done at that time as well. I wanted to have lipo at least. And he, I woke up and I realized I didn't have lipo. And I asked him, I was like, You didn't do lipo. And he told me, He's like, I had to stop your surgery. He's like, You lost too much blood. So he actually required me to have one blood transfusion at that time. So I had one blood transfusion while trying to. Handle the vomiting. And then I started receiving a massive headache. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever had a migraine. This migraine is literally like indescribable. And so the doctor kept me from further watch, more days in the hospital. And that led about almost five days. On the fifth day, by that point, I had another blood transfusion because the doctor said I needed another and they discovered that I had a spinal leak. best way to describe that is when you have the block in your back, they pull out the needle and your body's supposed to naturally clot this, this little tiny hole. Otherwise you're leaking fluids from your brain and it can become very serious. So they had to do a mini operation on me to close the spinal leak in order to do that. They needed to take your own blood It was hard for them to get blood from me, so the doctor ordered the procedure and ordered another blood transfusion for me. The headache was unbearable. It got to the point to where I literally broke down and my father was just like holding my head, kissing my forehead, and I just looked at him in the eyes and I did regret everything at that moment. I told him I was so sorry I brought us to Mexico and I don't know what i did and why i did this i regret everything and i'm so sorry because this pain that i am telling you is a pain unlike i could really describe unless someone goes through it and i was moaning in agony you know pain 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 and at that time the doctor ordered another blood transfusion so that's four total um my parents left and the doctors reassured me in the morning the pain would go away but I laid there in my bed just thinking, what did I do? This pain was unbearable. I am not going to lie. I was thinking crazy thoughts, you know, and I was just praying and praying and praying. And by some sorts, I was able to fall asleep. And I woke up to the doctor, the general anesthesia woke me up and he goes, how are you feeling? And it was like a miracle. Like I was like, My head doesn't hurt anymore. And I told him, I was like, you know, doctor, this pain was so unbearable. I literally was looking around in this hospital how I could end my life because it was that painful. And I felt very weak at that moment. And he said, Cassiopeia, he goes, a lot of patients tell me that when they endure this pain. So I felt a little bit better knowing that I wasn't a weak person, you know, that he told me that this pain... No matter what medication they would give me, nothing would make that pain go away. That is so why I'm so grateful that the doctor did require me to stay in Mexico to receive that care. Because if I would have flew to the States, a lot of doctors in the States do not help women who've had surgery in Mexico. So I'm very grateful that he kept me there. And so... It was like i was a whole new person my head didn't hurt i had all this blood (laughs) i was able to eat and i you know things were kind of uphill from there but unfortunately i went back for a checkup and the doctor did find that i had a seroma in my belly (laughs) i know it's sorry what's that a seroma so basically i don't even know if i'm describing it correctly i believe when you have a tummy tuck you have tubes that come out, correct? And they drain. Some yeah. surgeons don't require the tubes. Some surgeons still do the tubes. And I believe it was just a bunch of liquid that, and blood that got clotted there in my stomach. So he had to go and try to remove that. The doctor found the seroma and he tried to remove as much as he could. And, you know, I thought again, all things were uphill. From there, like everything was gonna be fine. And a couple of days before I left, I found out with my arm lift, my incisions had opened. And my doctor did reassure me, by this time, I'm a very strong woman, but I can tell you this was such a hard recovery mentally. He uh cleaned my wounds, he addressed my wounds, and he bandaged me up again and sewed me up and told me that um I should be okay. And so by that time he left the drains in me. He sewed my arms back up and I flew back to the States two weeks later, you know, and I didn't remove my drains until almost a month out, which is a long time. Normally girls take out drains 14 days after surgery. I had mine almost a month and my own, my arms did open up again home, but that's common, I guess, for that procedure maybe.
0: So are you saying that they opened up again the wounds? Yeah, my arms open up. Were you in the States at this time? I was in the States
1: at this time. And so I did see a doctor here and I showed them all my wounds. And um, the doctor here didn't recommend to close them again. He just recommended to let them heal shut. So that is why I'll have to go to a second round with my doctor because he's going to have to fix... I still have a capsulated hematoma, he said, which again... uh, I don't quite truly understand what it is, but basically it's making my stomach not be as flat as it can be, so he's gonna fix my tummy tuck and um my arms, the scarring's kind of not as pretty, and he'll fix um some things I don't like about my breast, so he's just gonna go and revision everything, but that was kind of a long explanation for recovery, right, but I don't want to scare women from surgery i want people to be educated of the risks that can come so a lot of people can say like maybe they think this this risk happened because i went to mexico no it's just risks of having surgery this could have happened in mexico this could have happened in the states a lot of people have a lot of risks in the states but I knew these risks come going into it and I accepted them and I handled them very well, I think. And I've handled them so well to where I'm not afraid to go through surgery again.
0: Can you talk us through sort of how you felt about your body and your, I guess, weight loss goals and stuff before surgery? And then how, if, how, and if it has changed post-surgery?
1: I go back and forth like I knew going into this, I did a lot of mental work before surgery. I think there are a lot of women maybe don't like their body or whatnot and they have plastic surgery and they think that the plastic surgery is going to be like and the end all be all my life is going to be perfect now. I didn't have that mentality. I knew having plastic surgery wasn't the answers to my depression. It was part of it. But not all of it, so I made sure to do a lot of um work mentally to prepare me for um after surgery. you know it's kind of like somebody wanting a a nice Lamborghini and them thinking once they have that Lamborghini, life is perfect. No, you just have Lamborghini, but you still have the junk in the trunk, you know <laughs> so you gotta clean out all the junk, so I just um I did a lot of like self-development I the way that I lost weight was I had a really good coach at the time and he basically told me that I had to leave my old self and embody this new person who I wanted to be and so I decided to leave this old person behind and visualize this new person and um that's what I did I just became the woman I wanted to become and so after surgery I was happy yes but I almost kind of was like well that's how it's supposed to look I'm supposed to be this way it was kind of like a relief you know but not like oh my life is amazing you know
0: how how has this transformation made you feel like how do you feel now
1: um I feel I feel good I feel happy um I do want to have again, like round, you know, two and three done, but I think it just goes back to just being happy with what I have and what we have and two and three round. Isn't going to like be the be all end all. I'm like, Oh, there I'm finally at the finish line. You know, it's just going to enhance what I have. And my favorite thing is, is I've always been an overweight. This is so funny. I've always been an overweight woman, you know, and I have always wanted to like tuck my shirt in my pants and just wear my pants like that you know what i'm talking about like those cute like outfits that way and now i can do that you know what i mean and i just I, I i i love that i can play with my clothes the styles i can wear these things that before i couldn't um with my arm lift i was always embarrassed because it's so much skin but now i have a scar yes but I, I don't mind it. I I can wear these shirts that I want and I feel more confident. And it's just a reminder of how brave I am. Like my scars are just reminders of the journey, right? The journey that I endured. And if women are...
0: Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just going to ask you about your scars. What are they like? They're not the prettiest. However, if someone is thinking about
1: having Plastic surgery and they're worried about the scars. My advice to them would be: you have to choose one or the other. Do you choose the loose skin or do you choose the scar? Which one would you rather have? And for me, I would rather choose the scar on my arm than the loose skin. Um, and a lot of women ask me, "Oh, do you regret your arm lift?" And I'm like, "No, I I love my arm lift. Like even though the scar is ugly because they opened." And they're not, you know, and I'm still only five, six months out. So over time, they'll fade more. There's treatments and lasers I can do. But um, I also work out and I eat a healthy lifestyle. And so to see the muscles in my arms defined, now that like the, all the skin is gone, you see like all the work you put in, your body is reflecting. My body is finally reflecting the work that I've put into it. And that is the most satisfying thing i could have
0: is the body reflect what the mind has done and sorry you might have touched on this but what was the total downtime um the total downtime was i was two weeks in tijuana and two weeks uh stay
1: at home so i didn't work for uh, an entire month which you had to prepare for financially and mentally and um, I did the necessary
0: measures to ensure that um, what happened. Are you fully recovered now or are there still some limitations to your daily life?
1: Um, no, I feel like I'm fully recovered. I don't recommend this to any women. I, I recommend you listen to your doctor 100% because each doctor gives different advice when you can and cannot go back to work, work out. But I literally went back to the gym six weeks after surgery because i'm a crazy woman Uh, (laughs) i i just love the gym and i had at the time my coach he is a phenomenal person a phenomenal man he knows so much about the mindset fitness and nutrition he um worked with me we didn't push hard literally like if all i can do was just the bar no weights i just did the bar if i had to just do my body weight we just did my body weight if i had to just pick up a ball and drop it down slowly. That's what I did. It just was getting my mind and my body back into the habit, back into the movement. You know, even if someone literally just goes to the gym and just walks slowly on the treadmill, you got your mind and your body back into your routine. Your body's like, ah, yes, this is what I do. This is what we're going back to. Um, I would say, so I don't have feeling 100% in my abs. I don't have my ab muscles all the way healed are complete, but that's okay. I
0: just be mindful of that, and i I just watch what kind of workouts I do with that and Some people think that changing their appearance will automatically give them confidence. I know you touched on this a little bit, but like do you think that is the case?
1: Yes and no. I think it's different for every person because I can honestly say I have more confidence since my surgery, maybe because I've done more of the mental work aspect of it as well, but Somebody does not do some more mental work and they genuinely think just going and getting maybe bigger boobs, they're going to be happier. You know, it's like changing the paint on a car. You could change the paint on the car, but the interior is still the same. So you have to fix on the interior. So it might look good for a while, but you still didn't change the inside.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really nice way to put it because. You do really need to work on yourself and how you view yourself to be able to appreciate and feel more confident. It isn't just something that you externally do that's going to change it. And I think sometimes some people misinterpret that a bit, but Mm -hmm. it is different for everybody. Do you have any advice that you could give our listeners that might be considering plastic surgery? Um, Yeah, I would just say do your research
1: on if that's having plastic surgery in your country or outside of the country, like thoroughly investigate your surgeon, how he does a certain procedure, if you like a certain kind of implant, research. The recovery process, if that's how long that will be and whose care will that be. The time off work, really ensure like that is as much time as you need that you can endure. I would say do a lot of soul searching beforehand, meaning just as many things as you want to change about your body or yourself, add as many things that you want to keep about your body and that you love about your body and thank your body, you know, and and and, and I told my myself, you know, um, before surgery, like, thank you. You helped me get to this point and I love you. And at one point when I was in recovery, my, my body was hurting, my mind was hurting, my soul was hurting, but I reassured my body, I was like, I did this because I love you. I love you and it's gonna be okay. I told my body to be calm. This is okay. I know it's been through a lot, but we will be okay. So before entering change and before wanting to get rid of so much, look internal and external and see everything you want to keep. You know, like I absolutely love my eyebrows. I will never <laughs> change them. You know, I will keep my eyebrows. You know, I love um, my smile. I love my hair. I think that's and,
0: a nice way to put it. I think that's, yeah, an important message. The internal dialogue needs to, even if you do decide to yeah undergo a surgery, I think your internal dialogue with yourself needs to be aligned. Like, aligned yeah.
1: And I didn't, I didn't have plastic surgery because I hated myself. I did plastic surgery because I loved myself. And that's a difference.
0: That's such a beautiful way to put it. And You've given us such great insight into your surgery and how it's made you feel, you know, before and after, and it's just we really are grateful for that because we're um, really motivated and committed to sharing as many as opinions and patient perspectives as we can.
1: And I, I do, I do want to say one thing too is like, after women have surgery, I want them to be bold and strong in their decision making, meaning like. And be ready for any negative. Since my surgery, there has been rumors that I hear from people saying that I bought my body. And that's something that really is disturbing to me because I worked my ass off to uh, have what I have now. And if women have plastic surgery and they have like, oh, she changed her nose or oh, she changed her breast. And she bought that. She would never have that. Whatever they may say, just stand tall in your truth and knowing that you earned it, you worked for it, this is what you decide. And I feel like so many people, I had a good coach tell me this um, not too long ago, so many people are so used to the labels they put upon us and the boxes they put us in. So for me, people looked at me maybe as like the chunky girl or the girl who's not the go-getter, and now I'm like ripping away the box they put me in, they no longer know how know how to handle it. They're like, oh my gosh, she's succeeding. She's not chunky anymore. Who is she? They like lost who I they labeled me as, and I took that label off. So I just feel like women could just stand tall and proud with their decision making and just know that if some people have issues with their plastic surgery it's because maybe they the other people are suffering with not
0: knowing what label to put on them yeah wow that's honestly it's been so insightful talking to you i think your perspective is super important and really nice to hear so thank you cassiopia we really really value you coming on the show and joining us and oh if- my gosh i love it and if anyone, would you mind if people could maybe reach out to you and ask you some more questions?
1: Oh, I would love it. They could reach out, um, on my Instagram and my handle is queen Cassiopeia styles
0: and you are a queen Queen. (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll share that with uh you listeners so that you can either reach out or you can reach out to us and we can talk with Cassiopeia further yeah so thanks for coming on the show and we'll see you next episode of Cosmetics. Please be advised that we are not medical practitioners and that some guests may have differing perspectives from ourselves and what our brand stands for. You should always consult your medical practitioner with regards to cosmetic products and procedures and whether they are suitable for you individually as we will not be held liable for any misinformation.